This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Well, hello and happy 2004 to one and all within the sound of our voices in Patriots Nation, the wide world of world over. It's your old pals Fitzy and Hart coming at you with this year's first edition of Six Rings and Football Thangs, brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. We hope you had a fabulous finish to 2023, a healthy and prosperous Christmas, whatever holiday you may have celebrated, and New Year as well. Unfortunately, in some respects, even though it is 2024, it's still 2023 as far as the Patriots go, because we have one more game left in this ridiculous, frustrating, at times god-awful, potentially promising, but just by and large, lost season. Today on the program, we will hand out our grades for Week 17, Game 16 of the 2023 season, the New Year's Eve affair in Buffalo. What a wild one it was. It was a first half to remember and a second half that just sort of kind of took care of everything as quickly as possible and got us to the post game. And then, of course, it's time for some Pat's Paree. We'll catch up on all the news, notes, and nuggets that are whirling and twirling in the wide world of Patriots. All right, Hart. Uh, so, yep, like I said, it is 2024, but we still have to talk about 2023, quite literally, because that's when the last game was played. And we have one game to go in this season to forget. But it's still potentially a memorable one because it could be Bill Belichick's last. And we don't know with any more certainty or definition that it will be his last. Uh, I know we batted around words like penultimate for the uh, game in Buffalo last week. Could this be the ultimate affair for Bill Belichick? It is certainly not the ultimate season as far as entertainment and fulfillment go. Let's hand out some great. Well, first, just before we hand out the grades, um, we had a truncated postgame show uh, on New Year's Eve. And then you probably made your way to uh, some parties and whatnot. And I immediately got back underneath the covers. Um, not because I was afraid of anything. I was just a little under the weather myself. Yeah. Wow. yeah and I see, I knew that was good turf. It was 2.15 the first time Andy made the meow sound, even though uh, let the record show that the when one of us had the similar virus, they were not able to do the postgame show, whereas I battled through with a wow. high the, Yeah. The, <laughs> who's the meow now, mofo? <laughs> I'm an expert on meowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really just want to take some drugs and go to sleep. All right. Um, anyway. Um, yes. Uh, just so we did it. We did our post game show and there was obviously a lot to dissect. It was a bananas first half before we hand out individual grades. Any couple days now removed thoughts on game 16 from the 2023 season. Oh, I thought you were going to take a bigger picture and I was going to say, hey. That Michael Penix might look good in a Patriots uniform. Everybody's gushing on him. Calf. I actually fear him a, a little bit, but I mean, with all the other quarterbacks sitting out, Bo Nix and Michael Penix actually got a, a chance to inject some life into the uh, early 
draft process, I guess. Um, and it, it seems like everybody in New England's in love with Michael Penix and the dream that you've had for a while of the double dip might be dead because Michael Penix may have played himself well beyond the top of the first, I mean, the top of the second round. Andy, can you remember just, I look, recency bias is a hell of a drug, but, and we are all guilty of it on a regular basis, especially in sports where immediacy of takes and opinion dominates the news cycle. But do you remember ever watching the ball come out of someone's hand so effortlessly? I mean, he no, just, got, he just put, it's unbelievable. It's fun to watch and, he made some throws against Texas that just threaded the needle, that just throws that that Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, the guys we've been watching simply can't make. And mm -mm. that doesn't mean he's going to be great. He could frustrate you in different ways. You can be frustrated with a cannon quarterback just the way you can with a, what is what is Rex Ryan call him, limp noodle or whatever the hell yeah. Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. Pete, noodle arm, shooter. yeah. Pete, needle arm, Pete shooter. shooter. Um, but it's just, those are the things you watch and we forget like fun like excitement, like mm -hmm. edge of your seat, but for the right reasons, kind of, kind of football. Um, that was certainly what the reminder was. And JJ McCarthy, I mean, Jim Harbaugh wants us to believe JJ McCarthy is like the greatest college quarterback of all time. It's stupid, but you know, he wants us to, to believe that. And who knows if he comes to the Patriots, maybe he's bringing JJ McCarthy with him. It's uh, he's 26 and one in college as a starter, but uh, we should be reminded as we were with uh, Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones, that sometimes your record is a product of the absolute freight train of a football team you have around you. J.J. McCarthy's only loss as a starter came, of course, in the college football playoff semifinal last year when Michigan made many uncharacteristic, many more uncharacteristic mistakes against TCU in a game they should have won by 20 and somehow found a way to lose. Uh, this time they find a way to win against Bama. We'll talk about those games and any players that stuck out briefly over the course of the bowl games and the college football playoffs in the Pats Perry section. Um, so no, are we out? We're just, we just, no one wants I mean, I mean, that this bills game was, I told you like frustrating and infuriating. I felt like for both fan bases, like bills, I'm not sure they feel good about where they're at, even though they're winning and heading into the postseason. potentially they could still miss the postseason. I mean, yeah, I mean the bills, um, how bad can you feel when you're going to play uh, another division rival for your, division's title next Sunday night. Like that's a play in game. That's cool. But do you feel great about the way your team is playing? And I mean, the other team gives you three interceptions, four turnovers, 20 points, and you still kind of hang on for dear life. And the other team doesn't really have an offense and just, I don't know. It was an interesting, um, interesting game, just an interesting game mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Again, I don't know, like not high level interesting, not really good interesting where it's like classic Patriots bills or classic Patriots anybody. Um, but they've brought entertainment down the stretch, whether it's a couple mm -hmm. wins that you may not have wanted this, a game where you could have won, but you didn't. And maybe that's the best for everyone involved at this point in the process. And, you know, the, the draft seating and all of that. Um, and, and guys fighting the good fight and guys that aren't fighting the good fight being told, don't even fight at all, sit your big ass home and, and don't even play. Like there's, there's a lot that goes into all of this. Um, and then first and foremost, one game left. We're almost done with this. Thank God. Season. Thank God. I mean, really trying to like tell myself and everyone that's listening or that watches or whatever. Hey guys, hasn't it been at least a little more fun the last month and a half? Hasn't there been a higher degree of watchability? There has. I mean, look, you know, oh, oh, but for the days where it was 38 to three against Dallas, then 34, nothing against New Orleans. Like, it's not that bad. Even that win against the Jets was a highly unwatchable game. Not that Bailey Zappi's stats have in any way, shape or form come near Mac Jones's, let alone surpassed him. But there's been something more entertaining or watchable about this home stretch of the season. Uh, but thank God there is only one game left. That game to me felt like I can't decide if it's, you threw all of the elements of the 2023 season, all that bad and a little bit of the good and just threw it into the spin cycle and it just all tumbled around for 60 football minutes. Or if you just put it in a blender and it just turned out like here's a puree of the 2023 Patriots season, like it's going to taste bitter. You thought at one point it was actually going to be pretty decent, but it's mostly gross and I'm not sure where you can go with it from here. So uh, let's get to our grads. For the day, as always, here on Six Rings of Football Things, we go offense, defense, special teams, QB, and coach. We begin with the offense, which quite honestly began once again as an offense. The first play from scrimmage, 
was a turnover. That's two weeks in a row that Bailey Zappi has done that. That's a neat little parlor trick he's got going on. Side note, yes, everybody that watched the Michigan game, I saw your tweet where J.J. McCarthy also had a turnover on his first play from scrimmage. And when everyone tweeted, oh, looks like J.J. McCarthy is ready to supplant Bailey Zappi as Patriots quarterback. I almost tweeted the same thing. I just was too slow with my fingers. But I saw you, and I want you to know that you were seen. All right, Andy, what would you have for a grade? I gave the offense a C-. minus. I gave him a D because um, I'm a bit of a D myself sometimes. But, uh, you know, when you start the game, not with a kickoff return for a touchdown, we'll get to that later. But once again, start with a turnover. And remember, he started the second half with an interception against the Chiefs. Like this is now a trend where he either starts the game or the half by just giving the ball to the other football team. Um, it's the zappy half hour. The zappy hour died. And then tell me what you think of this. Just pretend you don't know when this happened, but your team has the ball, and mm -hmm. this is the result. Interception, punt, interception, fumble, punt, interception. We should be losing 20, at least 24 nothing. And you weren't, but that had nothing to do with you. So therefore, I think I'm being kind by giving you a D. Because yeah. I say that, I feel like that feels like an F right there. That feels like a get the oh. F out my locker room. I don't ever want to see you on my effing team again. So I'm being nice, giving them a D, made some plays, few things that went positive, but just not good. And the Bills, I know, are a pretty good defense. Um, Ed Oliver, we talked about it, I think, in the in the, the preview that Ed Oliver was going to make a play or going to make some plays because that's what he's been doing all year. He Big did. man with the one-handed interception. Wow. He is a stud. Now, yeah. far more, and the Patriots pass rush showed up. We'll talk about that when we get to the defense. But just for the offensive perspective, you didn't run the ball great. You had a little bit of spark from my guy, Kevin Harris. He had like one long run, one long catch and run, a um, little bit there. The passing game, meh, like mm. inconsistency. Oh, Demario Douglas, who uh, I was surprised to see some of the numbers having one of the greatest uh, rookie seasons for a receiver in the history of the franchise. It's um, now he has the most yards. Um, oh, he does. Yes, oh, he does. He, he, surpassed Aaron, he surpassed Aaron Dobbs. Let's hope, obviously, things don't go down. So that's that a precursor road. of what exactly? <laughs> what exactly? Did, does well, that mean? well, honestly, though, like, did you leave 2013? Feeling Aaron Dobbs was a piece of the franchise and a player to Dobbs build son. your offense around. You forgot the no. son. You you dropped. Oh, the Dobson. Son. That's right. See, all right, all right. Well, He's not right. the quarterback not... of the Vikings, soon to be. No, benched. All right, it's not. A he was the wide receiver fog. of the Patriots, soon to be benched. I'm working right. through some things over here. Uh, um, all right, so when Aaron no, Dobson sucks, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what we've seen it all year. The mm -hmm. offense is not talented. The offset offense is not cohesive. It's not anything. It's no. it turns the ball over. Mac turned the ball over. Bailey Zappi turned the ball over. Oh, although you're wait because your people, you people, Here yeah, we I'm, go. I'm tying you to something that's really not even you. Um, Eleven twenty-five. Thank you. Pro Football Focus said that um, Bailey Zappi had zero turnover-worthy plays. I saw that. Excuse me. He had three <laughs> picks. How 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 that work exactly? I mean, if like they should probably Stop. not share that information because that makes me think that you're watching a different game. Or that this whole entire time, you just programmed your algorithm or your next-gen statisticals to troll people. He had no turnover-worthy plays. In a game uh, in which he threw three picks and a half. And I can understand the Jalen Rager miscommunication. Like, oh, that wasn't his fault. You know, James White jumped on him on Twitter. You know, you make adjustment, yes. But you're going to tell me the, the pick that Oliver had on the throw to Gasicki was not a, a bad decision, bad throw, bad timing? Or... The slant when when you I know you got to throw a slant quick, but when you look and the guy is running the route for your receiver and is exactly where you're throwing the football, mm -hmm. that's a turnover worthy play. I like yeah. you didn't see that this guy. Right. Th no, I'm sorry. I just go. Let's go back. That first one to Gesicki. He forces the ball. Yep. With two defenders draping yep. a quick like a like an uh, an up and out to your tight end. That's going to be at best a four yard gain. Throw it away, guy. The first play from scrimmage, don't force it into the hands of your least tough pass catcher on the team who just gets dominated by a defender, and then Ed Oliver makes an insanely good pick for a 300-something pound human being. That's a turnover-worthy play. I uh, Poof is not, don't, you probably take great measures of pride in thinking like, yeah, I brought Fitzy over to my side of the street in a lot of different ways. Like he's finally 
I've, 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 I'm not, I, I haven't committed to the dark side, but at least now I know how to use the two sides of the force. Correct. That, that said, um, holy smokes, like pro football focus is basically just making me think that I shouldn't pay attention to what pro football focus says when they share something like that. You're Sorry. Welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. As, as Maui said in the great movie Moana, you're welcome. Speaking of The Rock, we will get to an announcement he had over the weekend in the back half, Pat's Paris. Next, defense. I gave him a B plus. I gave him a B minus. Um, and honestly, um, it stems from I'm kind of overvaluing one play. Josh Allen was not good. Some of it was the Patriots. Mm -mm. I thought they pressured him up the middle early, and I thought that got in his head. I also just think he missed some throws and didn't play very well. Um, this is he's not playing his best football over this season, over the course of the season, or certainly even over the course of the last very, he's very up and down. It's a polarizing season for Josh Allen because there are the turnover heavy detractors and there are the, yeah, but that's going to come with the offensive firepower. He brings as he basically carries the team. And he did. He absolutely carried them in a couple rushing touchdowns. Um, I still think there's a chance we're going to remember when he dealt with that shoulder injury. I, I think there could be like a, end of the season when it's all over oh josh allen had surgery to clean up a torn rotator cuff and that might just explain. gonna say uh, a scope of some kind will yeah. clean things up yes um but really like the the play that i'm fixated on everybody tells me that they want kyle duggar back and he's one of the best players on the d like he got embarrassed by dalton kincaid he ran right by him smoked like and that changed the game it's a 51 yard catch that flips the field on their really only um good drive that ends up being the difference in on the scoreboard. The only good drive they had that they kind of earned themselves. And I mean, I give Duggar credit. I thought it was a touchdown. So did Josh Allen. He made the tackle after 51 yards, but they went on to score. And I don't know. I think Kyle Duggar is, uh, is a linebacker. He's not very good in coverage. He gets exposed, I feel like, multiple times per game in coverage. Um, so overall, I think it was a really solid, maybe B, let me go from B minus to B. I'm going to upgrade them just a little bit because um, I did like the early impact of the defensive line. Dietrich Wise, we tried to start uh, the game with both quarterbacks um, turning the ball over there. The Bills recovered, but there was that fumble by Dietrich Wise on the sack. Anthony Jennings had some plays up front. Barmore was still a beast. Am I allowed to am I allowed to say like I, I don't know, do we need a side pod called the Anthony Jennings Appreciation Hour? I think this kid nobody I, seems I, to care. And I don't I, I he's he's like 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 he like he's bunny. taking the place of Daniel Aquale on the hey, you know what, fella? Why don't you stick around for a while? Yeah, I I based on value, um comparatively to somebody like Uche or even Duggar, I think Jennings would be higher on my re-signing list. Um, I'd like mm -hmm. to see him stay in New England, and you might be able to, again, we've talked about ad nauseum, who's making the decisions, how does all that even play out, who decides contracts, whatever, until that's decided. You probably can't re-sign guys. Um, but he would be on my value-based Patriots extension list where you can get a good, solid player who will help you for the next three or four years at probably a, a solid contract because he's he's oncoming, he's he's burgeoning, he's not... I don't think there'll be a lot of money on the open market where somebody's going to be like overpaying him. But a defense that has like some stars on it, like a Judon and like mm -hmm. a Gonzalez, but then you've just got like your real like coal miners in there. Your Tyrese, your Jennings, your Dietrich Wises, your who we had a great time talking to last week when we filled in on the midday show. Go back and check out our chat with Dietrich Wise. I mean, just the personality to spare, good humor, good heart, real grinder. Absolutely love the guy. Um, and Jabril Peppers, obviously, as well. Like you, you like you get a couple of stars, Andy, Barmore, Judon, Gonzalez, and then you start filling it with that real utilitarian blue-collar grinders. That's a Belichick defense to me. Like I see well, might be a Mayo defense or something by that point, or a Flores defense, or yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> McDaniel, a Graham defense. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, dare I say Belichickian. Yes, I, and I agree with you. They have if they keep it all together, they have the, the, the tent poles, the stars, and then the complimentary supplement supplemental pieces in there. Um, like Jawan Bentley, I would put in that category, not a great player. Jelani Tavai, we've talked about him, Anthony Jennings. There's, there's a nice mix of talent potentially on that defense. If they get healthy. Now the safety position will probably take a hit. If Duggar is gone, you'll have to reconfigure mm. that a year after you lose McCourty. 
Um, but they definitely have some of the pieces in place. And, and then they have guys stepping up. Alex Austin made a nice play on the interception. Sure did. Safety spot coming across, picked off Josh Allen on a throw that was that was underthrown. Um, mm -hmm. He underthrown. Bad read. Bad read. Yeah, because Duggar was the one who was going to get beat. And I don't blame him as much on this, but there was a throw early to Diggs down the, the seam that on the run, Allen had to throw under pressure and he underthrew it. It hit Duggar in the back of the head. If he lofts it up, Duggar's getting beat again. But again, I don't expect Duggar to cover a, a, mm -hmm. a Pro Bowl receiver. That's a little bit, that's more of a scheme issue. I don't really like how that ended up on the field. I think your grade may be more succinct and appropriate. Um, it, like if we had to pick a mathematically accurate grade, probably an 82 for the Patriots. However, I think I was feeling a bit more lenient and or generous given the odds that were stacked against them by the turnover happy offense of the first half with their yep. non-turnover worthy throws and, and plays right. made by Bailey Zappi, of course. Thank you. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to give them a little extra because like time and again, they just went to sit their big old butts down and maybe grab a sports hydration beverage. It's like, oh, all right. Guess we're getting back up and getting in there. All right, here we go. Lids. So um, I gave them their flowers and gave them a B plus for the effort out there as well. Wasn't perfect, but damn, if there's one side of the ball this season that at like, we don't even have to do a, all right, what was the best? No, 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 stop. This defense has outperformed this offense. They have lapped them at this point. The and do you think Gerard Mayo's done a good job? Well, I couldn't point out one person. That's what Bill Belichick said. It's everybody. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, it wouldn't be because out. there's any competitive friction inside the building, Bill, no, knowing that your successor could be right behind you. Right? Is right? There. Wouldn't be because yeah. your son is there, too, and you don't want to promote Gerard Mayo as your replacement and the better of your son. No, no, no. Your, your son may actually stick around and work for Gerard. In case, I don't know. Just, He's like, Gerard does a great job. I'd be happy to work under him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Special teams. I just gave him because, it, once again, you've got an awesome play made by special teams, and then you've got more terrible plays so i gave them a c i actually gave them a b because the kickoff return mm -hmm. for a touchdown was a great play i think they may have gotten away with a little bit of a hold but that happens on every yeah, big play I think, like that isn't wait isn't there holding on literally every play in football that's what they say i don't know if it's actually true i've never really sat down pro football right. focus no andy let's sit down and watch every play in football and we'll figure let's it out and count all 11 players and like let's every block it. and yep let's do it um gonna do a live rager has injected he's had a big return in each of the last three games now some didn't count penalties different things but um this should have been the impetus to pull off the upset uh especially in a place where a year ago you lost because of kickoff return touchdowns it was like sort of theatrical almost in it i thought it was a very poetic very poetic sort of like ah return service and, and it was and I will say, yes, I thought too, like, oh, the upset could be in, in, in the cards today for the Patriots. Yeah, 98 yards. Great spin move. The kicker looked like Rager was actually going to fall down, and the kicker tries to tackle him and helps Rager stay on his feet. Yep. So, and But the kicker, did you see Mike Giardi's tweet? Like, he the kicker ran the fastest of any specialist all year. He got to, like, 20.84 miles per hour. Did You're kidding. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It was impressive. Somewhere, yeah, I mean, somewhere Parcells was like, uh, he's not a kicker. He's a football player. Yeah, he's a football. Well, he yeah. didn't make the play, so I guess it's hard to. He tried. Well, he... only one Vinatieri could track down a Herschel Walker. But uh, yes, I and I will say this. I think it's almost like you and I talked in the postgame about how like Jalen Rager, you know what? You deserve an audition next year for the football team. Yep. Maybe it's as a special teamer, kick returner, could be wide receiver five or six. He does look a bit more comfortable on kickoff returns than he does running routes and catching passes. Like it, it looks like a good fit for him. And I know Marcus Jones will should be fully recovered from his labrum surgery, and people are going to want him back there. But wouldn't you rather, Andy, knowing that Marcus Jones is a wee bit undersized and a tad fragile, wouldn't you rather limit his touches to like punt returns? a little slot corner action and maybe some trickeration on offense as opposed to punt returns, kick returns, full-time slot, maybe some offense as well. Like let Rager handle the kickoffs, which he looks like he's more than capable to do and let Marcus Jones uh, juke jump and jive his way on the punts. Yeah. And there's no problem having multiple guys that can do those roles and, you know, having athletes that you actually want to play, just don't feel forced into playing sort of that kind of mentality. Now I, I don't, it's funny. I don't know a lot about Jalen Rager. I feel like I didn't do a lot of research when he came and probably shouldn't be admitting that on the podcast. That's all about Patriots where I pretend to be an expert. We'll um, fix that in post. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. But on the interception 
that they, he was not on the same page with Bailey Zappi and Bailey Zappi was clearly pissed and sulked and then tried to make the tackle and it was too late because he had already been sulking and the guy scored a touchdown, uh, Roswell Douglas. But Mike Giardi had a very snarky like, oh, Jalen Rager didn't make the right sight adjustment on a play? You don't say. Like, apparently the book mm. on him must be that he doesn't do those types of things well. Right. Like All the physical a, tools just doesn't have the processing and understanding. Yes. Yes. Um, but again, if he's your fifth slash sixth wide receiver as a kick returner athlete guy, who who knows? Maybe he's even a bounce between the practice squad and the roster kind of guy. Could be like the it. end of the Matthew Slater days. Now, you can't just have Brendan Schooler. Cody Davis could be coming to an end. A Jalen Rager could find a nice little special teams yeah. home for himself with a little yep. offensive. Eh, 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 you never know. But so yeah, uh, I gave him a B because of um the high that was the Jalen Rager kickoff return. Um, sort of an average day, not a great day for Beringer, and then your enough. guy, Chad Ryland, uh, yep. wouldn't be a day without missing a field goal because mm -hmm. that that's what he do. I know you are want to point out he didn't miss two because there was a penalty, but guess yeah. what, Andy? When the, when he thought the kick counted, he missed it. Well, that's because he's not a very good kicker right now. No, he's not. And I, I'm beginning to wonder if he's not going to be traveling down. We talk about the uh, Patricia Chung Van Noy reclamation project highway that uh, McDaniels, that so many players and coaches, when they leave, they go get paid. They fl they flame out somewhere. They come home. Uh, I think Chad Ryland may be traveling down the Roberto Aguayo expressway of a kicker that was drafted. You could even call it the Roarwasser expressway, though he's no um, controversial figure. He's just not. Very hey, good at kicking the football. Let's not lump yeah. them into some of the other no. stuff. <laughs> no, I know. I've, yeah, exactly. Yeah, one was a three um, percenter. The other one makes about three percent of his kicks. You already used that joke. We recycled. That was on the post game show. I got one. <laughs> um, <laughs> in all seriousness about him, yeah. if there is a full regime change, if there's a new GM and a new head coach, and the new head coach isn't um, tied to this regime, if there's like a really clean slate then he's in really, really bad shape. I do think because yep. they drafted him in the fourth round, like if Matt Gross sticks around and hell, Bill Belichick sticks around, that buys him some time because they won't want to admit the hellacious mistake quite as quickly as a new uh, regime might. All right, let me just give you a quick look, uh, Andrew, uh, just for fun, because people that are listening are going to be watching and root next year. And of course, they can't go anywhere without their analysis from Six Rings. Here are... Some of the top place kickers that will be on the open market in 2024. Kaimi Fairbairn from the Houston Texans. Will Lutz, who's out there in Denver with his old pal Sean Payton. Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg, Legatron, who's currently with the Jetropolitans. Old pal Nick Folk. Huh. Greg Joseph in Minnesota. Brandon McManus, who's in Jacksonville, made his name kicking a mile high in the sky for the Broncos. Joey Sly, who's with the Commanders. And Chase McLaughlin, who's currently kicking for the Buccaneers. Bunch of veterans. No one strikes me as the sure thing right there as well. So I, I any which way it goes, it'll be a competition next year for place kicker. Uh, Maybe they'll bring I, in a young one again. What was the bowl game I was watching on? What day was it? New Year's Eve was I watching? The big Somebody had a big fat kicker with a strong leg who came on. Mm -hmm. to, he was going to try like a 65-yarder, but then the idiots had a, a delay a game to turn it into a 70 so they couldn't let him try it at the end of the half. But wow. He uh, apparently has a big leg and it booms mm -hmm. it. So maybe they'll bring in another young guy. Alabama, I'm not sure if he's draft eligible. Alabama's place kicker is a big dude, and he made both of his big kicks uh, in the college football semifinal with leg to spare as well. But who knows? All right, now we go to quarterback and coach. Quarterback got himself a C minus. D, again, I'm a more objective mm -hmm. onlooker, mm -hmm. not, mm -hmm. not those rose colored sunglasses, those mm -hmm. old Patriots colored sunglasses. Um, I mean, he had, I told you on the post game show, I'm not going to reuse a joke, but I'll reuse some material analytically. There was one play where Zeke makes a ni nice block. He steps up in the pocket, kind of on the move, zips it to Gasicki on the left side, who was just into his break at the right time. There's times when it looks good. There's times when his pocket presence and his movement around the pocket, his running ability, he even had the rushing touchdown. There's times when you see positive plays, but I'm going to revisit it because he's the quarterback and leads an offense that went interception, punt, mm -hmm. interception, fumble, punt, interception. Mm -hmm. And there's just too many three and outs. There's just too many turnovers. There's just too many unproductive drives. It's not all him. 
but he ain't overcoming it. And I know your people at Puff uh, say he didn't put the ball in harm's way, but he puts the ball in harm's way too often. And sometimes it really kills him, including a pick six in which I didn't like his sulking right after the pick. He kind of showed up. Jalen Rager in the immediacy of the action. Like if this were baseball or a different sport, he's always showing up his teammate. That's not really a thing as much in football that we talk about, but Mm -mm. he kind of showed up Jalen Rager. And then because of that made this weird half-ass effort where he just kind of put his head down and fell down and wasn't part of the tackle that never happened. Right. We like the moxie. We like the, the, we like the energy, but when you've only started seven games in the NFL and your record is four and three, and you're currently a member of this blah offense, you're not really allowed to show anybody up. Yeah, like it's going to have, we need, like, no, we need more attaboys. It's just going to have to be chin up. Let's go. LFG attaboy at pat on the ass. Keep it going. We'll get him next time type of stuff. And, and go light the guy up. Like that's what we should be looking for. Like, Oh, Bailey Zappi's a scrapper. He threw a pick, but he tackled the guy and put him on his ass. Like now he was kind of sulking and being a dink. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that wasn't, wasn't the best look. All right. And finally the coach. The coaching coaches. I went straight C um, because I thought the defense was good. Again, uh, they gave Josh Allen uh, issues, both schematically, I thought at times, both uh, play, the pass rush. They blitzed some, thought they were aggressive. Um, I thought they did a really nice job defensively. I'll give them some credit for the opening kickoff. I'm guessing they schemed up a return that they thought would work against that coverage unit, and it did. Mm -hmm. I'll give you credit for that. Mm-hmm. offensively just not a great day um our guys fighting sure but i expect you to fight on some level you are professionals i know some people don't but i'm going to expect you to so just throw it all in a blender as you would say and i just thought a very sort of blossy and just think about this you only have to probably probably i i dare say watch vidarian low play left tackle one more time you give him a b because if you had a B, you know what that spells. I, oh, now you are reusing material. Okay, all right. Yes, I am. I learned it yep. from watching you. Uh, Dad, Dad, I, I, I learned from watching you. Uh, yeah, I gave the coaching a B minus. I mean, there's only Over. so much. Again, yeah, that's all right. Like I said, I, you know, it's not like they went out there and said, hey, on the first play, if no one's open, find your third read and then throw it to him no matter how many people are around right. him. Like, it's it's not like... They said, hey, um, you know, on this play, hey, uh, Farrell Brown, when you catch the ball, no matter how many people are trying to pull it out of your hands, don't go down. Keep running like it just people, playmaker. This Farrell is Brown's I know. trying to make plays. But also, Andy, these are things that have been characteristic of the four years since Tom Brady left and things change completely in Foxborough when teams are not very good. People sometimes see exhibit A, the end of the Raiders game, December 18th, 2022 in Las Vegas. People start doing things out of character to try to make plays because you're not very good. And the margin for error is so unbelievably slim. Uh, The coaches can try all they want to coach that out of people and remind them to just do their job. But sometimes it ain't enough. All right. There are the grades overall. That's it on the Buffalo Patriots game. Week 17, game 16 on the 2023 season. Any final thoughts, uh, any considerations of our grades and beyond, give us a shout at Six Rings Pod, at Fitzy GFY, and at Jumbo Hart. And now stick around, of course, for everyone's favorite segment, Pat's Paris, where we go through all the news, notes, nuggets, rumblings, and happenings in Patriots Nation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Once again, back here on Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. If you have not jumped in, what are you guys waiting for? The water is very warm. FanDuel.com slash Six Rings to take advantage of their amazing same-game parlay offers, no-sweat-first bets, and more. By the way, Hart, considering that hashtag Fade Fitzy has been a thing that paid for a lot of the holidays, now as soon as we got through the holidays, I'm on a heater. I went three for three with my bets last week. Nice. See, that's a brand new, brand new me, brand new year as well. 2023 isn't over for the Patriots. However, I have turned over one in many a new leaf. So maybe this week you want to listen to your old pal Fitzy. We'll have our best bets in our FanDuel Sportsbook bet of the week when we preview Patriots and Jets a couple days from now. All right, Andy, uh, let's go right to something that is fresh off the presses, as they like to say. Uh, this this morning. Heard this morning on the Greg Hill Show on WEI, Bill Belichick, and what could be his final appearance with the station? Because um, if I'm not mistaken, no player is contractually obligated to appear after the season. So this could be it for Bill Belichick. Tom Brady, once the season was over, right, and his was not he did not show up. We waited for him to call. He did not call in. So this still could be waiting. The, I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm still waiting for Tom to call back. Um, this could be Belichick's final appearance on EEI as coach of the Patriots. Who knows? And he was being um, uncharacteristically courteous, I would say. I would um, dare say. And that might be why. You, you want to go so, out looking yeah. like more of a human being and a professional than a dink. Yeah, because there are other people are listening. You don't want to go out like David Tepper. Oh. Um, what an ass. What an ass. What an absolute ass. If you guys haven't seen... There's video out there. Just go to the X or some other social media platform. And you can see David Tepper getting frustrated at his team's performance and the jeering of Jacksonville Jaguar fans and throwing a drink on someone in the stands from the owner's box. He should be kicked out. I told you, anybody throws a drink at a game, they're getting kicked out. He yep. should be more. He should be held to a higher standard. He's an owner. I think this, honestly, I think it should be like a $500,000 fine, like a game suspension. He's not allowed to go to a game. Like there should be. How about he's not allowed to attend his own home team's games next year? Because the fan that famously threw a beer at Tyreek Hill at Gillette in 2018 was banned for life. But it's okay because David Tepper has money. F you. Differentiation. That's not right. Get out of here. All right. So this morning, on the Greg Hill Show, this via uh, a tweet from our pal Mike Reese. Uh, After fielding multiple questions relating to the future and why he doesn't entertain them, Bill Belichick said, quote, whatever success I've had, I've tried to go about my job the same way every week. Win, lose, good years, bad years, whatever they are. Each week, get ready to go for that week. Do the best you can to help your team win. And after the game, move on to the next one. And at the end of the season, that's the end of the season. I'm committed to the team I'm coaching right now. The players that are here, they deserve my best every day. And that's what I'm going to give them. All right. I mean, like, could that, I mean, from the book of Belichick, could you have expected anything less? Right. I mean, that's what he should be saying. Now he's mm-hmm. picked and choosed over the years when to um, step back and say things related to last week, last month, last year. Our stats are good. Our this was that. Like, he breaks his own rules all the time. So he could have broken his rules this morning. But no, you're right. It, it's the expected answer, I think, at this time. And it's what he should be doing. If you're going to ask your players to finish the season as professionals, then you got to finish the season as a professional coach. And if you don't, I think it sends the the message like, okay, you guys just do whatever the hell you want. And so I understand it. Um, again, he picks and chooses when he sort of takes this approach and doesn't take this approach, but it is what it is. And now the other question is, Bill, maybe I'd rather you not focus so much on your job because I don't really want you to beat the Jets because you always beat the Jets. And if you beat mm-hmm. the Jets again, you could screw everything up for either yourself or the next coach. So I have a plan for us, Hart. Here's what oh. we do. You and I, Celtic pride style, you can be Daniel Stern or Dan Aykroyd, whichever character you want to play. Two of us get together, kidnap Belichick before the game on Sunday. I don't think that's going to end well. <laughs> I don't whose car you're supposed to say, okay, whose car are we taking? No, um, no. just to prevent him from winning against the Jets. Because you know he's gonna do everything he can because A, Belichick beats the Jets regularly and with clockwork. I mean, you can set your calendar to very few things you can set your calendar and your clocks to anymore in Patriot Nation, except that Bill Belichick dominates and owns the Jets. So I, I know Bill be, uh... I know Bill listens to this podcast because he's done things in the past that we have called for. And True. I, so I know he listens mm-hmm. bears. If you're listening, pass this message along, Bill. If we were joking. Hello. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, seriously, Bill, I, ch- 
we always say Bill Belichick, or at least Michael Irvin says Bill Belichick plays chess, not checkers. Mm-hmm. The uh, checkers playing person would say, I'm going to beat the Jets on Sunday because I'll never lose to the Jets because I hate the Jets and I always want to screw the Jets. But, but the chess playing person would say, if I lose to the Jets, not only does it hurt their top 10 draft pick, a guy who'll be joining a roster that already includes Aaron Rodgers next year, but it could place a quarterback on the Patriots that will demoralize the Jets for the next 15 years and continue to roll all over gangrene. So the best way for Bill Belichick to screw the Jets on Sunday is to lose to them. Let him win. Tell Castle to sail it into the crowd. Exactly. Now that is chess over check is six ring style, kid. I, st- I man, I don't have a favorite quarterback just yet. Uh, I don't think I don't think anyone in Pat's Nation does. You got too many people that say they're out on Caleb Williams already. I haven't seen it with Drake May. Shime is all over Drake May, but then again, he also didn't want Joe Burrow. So he, What's he, he know? Well, I mean, he was out on Mac Jones, so he knows a little something, but doesn't know nearly as much. He's been a Lamar Jackson fan. And, oh, by the way, everybody in the NFL that made a point of coming out and saying, like, well, uh, organizationally, we're not in favor of trying to sign or trade for Lamar this offseason. He's not part of our plans. Yeah, how are your teams doing, Commanders, Falcons, and all you other idiots who said that your team was better than Lamar Jackson? Screw, kick rocks. How many did you Shame on them. against the Dolphins this weekend? 50? Uh, 18 for 21, uh, 321 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah. How's that? Is that good? That seems pretty good in a matchup yeah. that's supposed to be yeah. marquee. Like not uh, with two with two supposed yeah. top 10 cornerbacks on the other team. And and excuse me, um, I believe his best, most favorite target is not on the field. So he's had to replace him with a likely candidate. <laughs> I will not give you your Zay Flowers on that one. Oh, nice. Well done. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Zay Flowers has been a revelation. Isaiah Likely has been awesome. And if Mark tremendous. Andrews is able to come back and be 75% of his former self, because my God, I've told you before, sometimes when I'm in the stadium on game day doing my Joker on the Jumbotron routine, I get to see some of these guys running onto the field. By God, Mark Andrews. Oh, what a job. I mean, what a, a man. Like, doesn't make sense. Man. Like the largest human being I've ever seen in person running onto the field for another team is Calais Campbell last year for the Ravens. That's the, that's the law. I'm convinced he's the largest person on planet earth. Mark Andrews, no slouch. That is a giant person. He comes back. That offense could be damn near unstoppable. Andy. Since we're blending Bill Belichick comments on the Greg Hill show with talk about Lamar Jackson. What'd you think of his um, blurry response when asked if the Patriots tried to trade for Lamar Jackson this offseason, and he he didn't say no. Mm, good for mm. him. He shouldn't have. That's doing your due diligence as general manager or Imagine head of football he operations. Year. Imagine uh, if they traded for Lamar Jackson, how everything in our lives would have changed. Our professional, our personal, our football watching, our Every, living, our fun-loving lives would have changed. We, we would be right now just like metaphorically doing this from like the, the shores of Kokomo, we would yeah. just be, even if they were, even if they were only like eight and eight, it still would be so much more fun, so much more entertaining. Yes. But alas, they, like everybody there else, just let him go back to Baltimore. And now Baltimore mm-hmm. might win the Super Bowl with him. And I bet Robert Kraft regrets ever saying anything about it, let alone not p- pulling the trigger or telling Bill Belichick to pull the trigger. As we found out via, and let's just get into this now, your pal, you like to call him the crap sheet, Ian Rappaport's reporting on Sunday on NFL Network and NFL.com about the coaching searches around the league, his latest updates. You call them more informed speculation than real insidery updates. Uh, But when we read about the New England Patriots, uh, we learned, he said, don't rule out some other candidates, including, uh, here it is right here. If Belichick does move on, speculations uh, have centered on Mayo as his successor. That would be Gerard Mayo. That's not a guarantee, though, on other options, particular coaches with Patriots ties, such as Josh McDaniels or Vikings defensive coordinator Brian Flores, shouldn't be ruled out. Uh, And of course, uh, someone took a uh, reverse victory lap on Monday. He took a walk of shame. That would be Bill Belichick's former consigliere, Mike Lombardi, who let us all know uh, so bad. Uh, Mike knows he's got the collar. He's wearing the jacket right now. He knows told us all that Vrabel had no years left on his deal. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, 
He could be a free agent. Vrabel to the Patriots, LFG. And then a couple hours later, Mike Cadlick writes up a piece for .com. Everyone else has to blog it and click it and retweet it. A couple hours later, oops, my bad. He's got two years left. I mean, I misspoke. He didn't even say he was wrong. <laughs> misspoke. Like, misspoke is stumbling in your words and, like, not saying it clearly. You were wrong. You effed up. You misspeak. Misspeak. Jesus. I know. Honestly. Uh, so what do you make of all? I mean, do you think there's a- legitimately any consideration to have Josh McDaniels and Brian Flores, B-Flow and Mac Daddy come in and have interview? I mean, how is this? Pro- I did, like, let's just hold on. How is this process going to play out? Like, what well, happens first? Like a meeting or a uh, what? yeah? There's going to be meetings, I would assume. Yep. There's uh-huh. going to be decisions. There's going to be interviews. There's going to be all of those things. Um, but from this, like the information of this, so Mike Reese, mm-hmm. less than a week ago, on across the street, as they say. And by the way, it's a wide ass street because it's, it's. I was going to yeah. say it's a really long street because Waltham and Brighton are not near each other at all. Um. Mike Reese brought up the idea of bringing Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler back. So in the course of a week, Mike Reese, who people trust, like, respect, brought up Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Ian Rapsheet, who people don't really trust, respect, or like, um, brought up Josh McDaniels. It certainly seems like Josh McDaniels' name is out there, whether it's just speculation, whether it's you know whispers from people, whatever. Then there's a couple other layers that I, I pick out of this. There was the part where he said, you know, they don't want to fire him. They prefer to part ways. Well, yeah. How does that work if Bill says no? If Bill says no, I'm staying. You then you got to fire him if you want to get rid of him. There's no parting of ways. You're firing. How him. do you convince him to have a mutual parting of ways so right. that it looks good for all parties? Now, see, that's why in his remarks this morning on the Greg Hill show, I'm surprised a little bit. Bill Belichick didn't say something along the lines of, "I love it here. I'm committed to this team. I would love to be back next year." as the HC of the NEP, because then that could have been a bit of a leverage play mm-hmm. and he could set himself up as a more sympathetic figure on the way out the door, putting pressure on RKK and JKK. Unless he doesn't, it's J-A-K. Unless he doesn't want to. Oh, J- oh is it really? Jack? Oh, nice. I believe it's RKK and J-A-K from things I used to see internally in the organization. Okay. Got it. Um, I... But does he want to be back? Does he want to use that leverage play? Like, maybe, I'm not, maybe not sure about that. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was this simply because Brian Flores name is interesting in its inclusion. Yes, he's a former Patriots assistant coach, um, former head coach. Like there's reasons to speculate about him. He's also, in case you haven't noticed in his legal history, a black coach. And I would I believe. Even if Mayo gets the job, they still have to interview at least one other minority candidate. Exter- I believe it has to be at least an external or, I think or something like internal. So okay. could this be could this be a covering your bases in terms of the the order of operations in terms of the HR rules of the National Football League? I just I don't know if that could be, might not be. At least at least giving the idea that there are other options out there, there are other minority options out there that will mm-hmm. be considered, very much considered. Um, or maybe they're going to hire Brian Flores. Hell, for all I know, like that maybe. would be a, that'd be a shot. Like it's amazing that uh, two former coordinators who had so much success with the Patriots and have had success coordinating, by and large. Well, McDaniel's kind of stunk in 2011 with the Rams when Spags oh, yeah. was the head coach. He did stink. And Flores, ah, uh, at times has been okay. There's pretty good this year. Very blitz heavy as well. He's not working yep. with nearly as much Rest. talent as he has on other teams. Um, that it's funny how some guys like really good coordinators don't make great coaches at times. And like, those are those potentially McDaniels is the ultimate prime example of that. If you will. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't see it. Now. I wonder, let's say Mayo does get tabbed as coach. Steve Belichick leaves to go work with his dad, which would make a lot of sense as well. Does a DeMarcus Covington get a shot at defensive coordinator or get an interview at least? Oh, absolutely. I think, I think he would be a bright rising star, right? And he may not call plays. Maybe Mayo calls plays. I don't know how that would work out, um, like, sort of tactically. But I think DeMarcus Covington, if Gerard Mayo sticks around and Steve Belichick is gone, I would be surprised if DeMarcus Cousin, uh, Covington, not DeMarcus Cousins, that'd be that'd be the weirdest thing. <laughs> that but would be this giant basketball player who has nothing to do. Right. Because then if they had night games, they'd be boogie nights for the Patriots defense. Oh, um, boy. Terrible. Oh, boy. Terrible. <laughs> um, but no, I think if Mayo's the head coach and Steve Belichick is gone, Demarcus Covington is likely the defensive coordinator. And 
I like him. I think he's a good young coach. I've I've been very impressed with the way I've seen him interact with players. I think he does a really good job with the media. Not that that necessarily says anything or matters. Um, mm-hmm. I do think he's a rising uh, head coach candidate. Agreed. Um, all right. Uh, Andy did. Uh, so right now, just so in case everyone knows, uh, everyone is now an, uh, a, a tank spurt, if you will, because we all have to keep up on the latest with the New England Patriots draft pick for 2024. Sunday, they entered with the third pick for a brief moment. They had the second pick after the Cardinals beat the Eagles. Also, the Eagles not winning cost me a seven leg money line parlay on FanDuel. So F you Sirianni and everyone <laughs> I was going to pay for Christmas. All they had to do was beat a terrible Cardinals team at home. Thanks a lot, you jerks. Um, uh, but then the Patriots had the second pick, but then through the stupid strength of schedule things and numbers that are giving everybody ice cream and popsicle headaches. Now the Patriots have the third pick. So. If they win on Sunday, the worst they could finish is with the seventh overall pick. The best they could finish with is the second because Carolina has locked up the worst pick, the first pick, which worst record first pick, which will be going to the Bears. And I don't think the Bears are going to be taking a quarterback. I think Matt Aberflus and Justin Fields will probably stick around together next year. Their offense has really not looked that bad the better part of the last month plus since Fields came back. So. It will be very, we've got, we're going to have so many different franchises eyes on Jets Patriots on Sunday. Uh, What they'll pick, where they could end up picking, God only knows. But it is just one of the many very compelling storylines as we head into what could be Bill Belichick's final game coaching the Patriots. And if you're right, and they're sticking with fields in Chicago, Mm -hmm. it could make the the Patriots um, plan very easy. Sort of select, if the Patriots stick at three, Because Mm -hmm. if the Bears take Marvin Harrison, who some people think is the best player in the draft, the surest Mm -hmm. thing in the draft, and he goes to the Bears, well, that now means there's two quarterbacks on the board and no elite um, player that, you know, you might be tempted to take over the quarterback. So now I think you have to take one of the top two or even top three quarterbacks, whoever falls to you at three, if it's Drake May, Caleb Williams, if you Mm -hmm. want to talk yourself into Jaden Daniels, I don't care. I think if the Patriots are three and the Bears take a wide receiver at one, you absolutely have to take a quarterback. You've removed the the, the debate. There has been a rumblings uh, that the Washington Commanders like Caleb Williams a lot. So I'm sure an edict will come from Josh Harrison company. Hey, Ron, we'll give you a nice little parting gift in your final game coaching the Commanders Sunday. Tell your buddy Sam Howell, don't F this up for us. Right. You know, now again, again, Dallas on the road is capable of amazing things. Dal- a Dallas team, by the way, that is pl- a simple win in Washington at the worst field in the NFL, RFK Stadium, could, a FedEx field, excuse me. Oh, but for the days of RFK, uh, at FedEx field, absolute toilet. If the Cowboys win, they win the NFC East and they get to play at least one home playoff game, which means there's a very good chance they could screw that up. And then if the Washington Commanders pull off the unlikeliest of upsets, kind of like Lovey Smith did last year in his game, that could put the Patriots in it too if they lose to the Jets. But if they win, they could be five, six, seven. Who knows? Get ready, a, baby. I just want a quarterback. I, I, I can't say it simply enough. I just want a quarterback. And and I'm not opposed to the wide receiver quarterback double dip if you can pull that off because we'll get into those weeds as, oh, you trade Belichick for this pick and now you can get your wide receiver or tackle early and you can get your quarterback in the mm-hmm. late 20s with the pick you traded this, that. Uh, I don't know. But I just just guarantee me that in the first... 34 picks in the draft, the Patriots will take a quarterback. That's all I need. I, I yep. just, just that, that's all I ask for. If you tell me that, we can have fun with it. We can debate it. We can talk about it. I don't know if it'll work. We may regret it. You get excited it. about it. They'll print jerseys. We'll come up with fancy new catchphrases, fun slogans. There'll be joy in Pat's Nation. You give me Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors, Aroma Dunze. This guy is a receiver and a half for Washington guy. Oh, uh, and Mike Penix. I even would take, uh, this year's version of Tank Dell, who I loved last year, Tez Johnson, who I, uh, who plays for Oregon and is the favorite target and unofficial brother of Bo Nix. This kid can you, know, you probably could get him a little bit later if you want to get quicker and get a slightly bigger version of Pop Douglas. There's there's so much out there. Oh, please, Patriots. We are just two people that are fans, broadcasters and analysts sitting here begging you. Don't F this up. Whoever you get, please just get a quarterback, get a receiver and then start giving us some hope again. 
And I promise to not call you dumbasses when it doesn't work. Because as I texted to you yesterday when we were texting back and forth, we kind of looped Cadillac in and, you know, Bo Nix going off. I like Bo Nix. And I'm like, yeah, you can draft Bo Nix. And then in two years, you can look for a quarterback again. It oh. might happen, but whatever. What, yeah. like, I promise not to go over the top and say you're the dumbest a-hole on the planet when you take a quarterback. No, like it might not work. It doesn't work for a lot of teams, but right. you got to swing for it. You got to bite at it. You got to take try. a chance. Yes. And please. And, and it, it will at least inject life into Patriot Nation for, I don't know, eight or 10 months. I mean, as early as next November, we could all Do you remember like, the excitement of Mac Jones beating out Cam yeah. Newton and running onto the field and what we thought that could be all about. Like that was fun. That was the last time this was all really fun. It's been about two years of right. funness. And now we will be guaranteed if you take a quarterback in the first 34 or 35 picks, we'll be guaranteed to have fun again for at least 10 months. And then mm -hmm. we'll go from there and figure it out. And who knows it may blow up or, and the other thing with the, the, Penix, uh, uh, how do you say it? Odunze, Roma Dunze, Odunze, um, is you're going down the road that we've seen, like you know, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, like you can right. pair up sort of the quarterback and the wide receiver sometimes. Like uh -huh. we can, we can see Jalen Waddle and uh, Tua. The like half love Caleb Williams. Maybe they'd have to trade up with Chicago and work out a deal. Maybe the, if they take if they end up with a seventh pick and they take uh, Neighbors or Odunze. You could maybe then, when you start to see and feel a little heat around Penix, trade back in, especially like you said, if you get a Belichick compensation pick or some other stuff going on. Who knows? It will be fascinating. And also, there may be some fun pre-draft podcasts coming up. Uh, Cadillac Hart and I are workshopping a, a sort of Six Rings side pod title uh, uh, called You Are a Patriot. And uh, we'll just identify a couple people we've fallen in love with in bowl season and the early pre-draft process. Last thing, Andy. The UFL is coming this spring, kicks off March 30th. It is the combination, the merger, if you will, of the USFL and the XFL. Dwayne The Rock Johnson um, and Danny Garcia, the managing partners of the XFL, now the UFL, made multiple appearances on, on bowl games, college game day, etc., to hype it up. And yesterday, on New Year's Day 2024, they revealed the two divisions. Four teams from the XFL and four teams from the USFL made it. There's an XFL and a USFL division. I'm imagining we're going to probably get a greater talent pool. Hopefully, they will continue to be a developmental pipeline for the NFL. And you know me. I love me some XFL. I like spring football. It's great background fodder. Occasionally, you catch a, a decent game. And you see a couple of players make it down the pipeline from yep. spring football into autumn and winter ball as well. And maybe even on occasion, make some impact. So, your thoughts and or tempered level of excitement. Uh, I don't know if excitement is the right word. Interest. Um, there's some interest. Okay. It was not sustainable to have multiple spring leagues competing. Like just no. not. You're lucky if you can have one that latches mm -hmm. on and, and gains traction. And now with The Rock and with Fox, which was backing the USFL, like there's probably enough interest, investment, I think the NFL we saw with the rules and the various ways they were kind of tied into it last spring. Mm -hmm. The details still need to be worked out. I feel like exactly how it maps out. Um, and also just this year where every team needed to use seven, I mean, multiple quarterbacks, you got up to 70 right. quarterbacks. Like it's obvious you need developmental talent, developmental league. Um, I know people have, have even lamented like, the, the NFL Europe days and where the league, it wasn't making money. So they short sightedly right. got rid mm -hmm. of it. And some people have sort of lamented that now it probably makes more sense stateside. It probably is more financially feasible. Um, and I'm not saying you're ever going to be super popular. Are you ever going to have like 70,000 people anywhere other than St. Louis, which they get a lot of people. The battle there. Hawks draw um, a crowd. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a place for it. There's a, there's a world and a way for it to exist and, mm -hmm. and succeed and be productive for the NFL. Um, and even now, because a lot of times people said, oh, I want my guys working with me in the spring and I'm coaching them. I don't want them playing. Well, a lot of the rules in the NFL, you can't do much with them now in the spring anyway. So they might as well yeah. go get some competitive reps somewhere and, and try to advance mm -hmm. their development. So, yeah, I think there's a way it will work. I'm not going to pretend I'm going to be watching every game like it, it's going to be what it is like oh i'm home i put my feet up i turn the t oh there's football on and Look at that. hey bring, sunday I'll there's a game that. the battle hawks against the roughnecks on a right. sunday hey let's watch right. let's watch for a little while because it's football and i like football i watch 
Pop precisely. Football, I watch high school football. I watch mm-hmm. college football and spring football. Mm-hmm. And especially for people around here who may not have a baseball team to turn to in March and April and May with any interest, maybe uh, they'll latch on to the UFL. Holy Giolito. Let's go to a DC Defenders game. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, I've always wanted to go down there. I wanted to check that scene out, like where they sell out the soccer pitch and they do the beer snake and all that fun stuff. Like yeah. there's at least a little life to it. Like it's 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 fun. We'll see how we'll see how much impact they have on NFL 2024 and beyond. And if they're able to ratchet up interest by combining both leagues into one, the merger and working um, cooperatively on perhaps some rules and innovations with the NFL to come. All right, man, that was supposed to be a quick podcast in just under an hour. That will do for our grades, Pat's Perry and recap pod of Buffalo Patriots and everything else going on in Pat's nation here on six rings and football things brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. We'll be back in a couple of days. Andy will be with Mike Cadlick for the final installment of Cadlick's Crucial Clashes. We will have our FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week and a preview of Patriots at Jets. Could it be the final game of the Bill Belichick era in New England? God only knows, but we shall soon find out. We'll offer everything we got and then some in just a few days' time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Give us a follow at Six Rings Pod. Thank you right there, Terp, if you're watching on YouTube for the New Year's festivity graphic right there that you flashed up by, by accident or on purpose. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Wow, we got a budget now. This is amazing. We have stock picked. <laughs> New Year's graphics if you're watching on YouTube. All right, for Hart, for Terp, for everyone, this is your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens saying thank you once again for listening to Six Rings and Football. Things brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Talk to you soon. Good day, God bless, and as always, Go Pats. Happy New Year!